the college football experience week two preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, aka. The boss, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out, boss out. Yes, yes, yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience week two draft style. My name is Kobe Swiggin database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. We have week two. What? It's April. We talk college football. We're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, the college experience. Cause we're talking all this stuff. We talk college football year round. So don't be surprised at a week two episode in April. Um, I am joined by my co-host former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Well, College football. Yes, 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 yes. Don't <laughs> don't ad lib a song on this. <laughs> beautiful though, beautiful. And we're joined third man in the booth, the DFS god himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving farmer. Former Herndon Basketball League MVP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, guys? There it is. That's what's going on, motherfucker. Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, man. You don't want none. You don't want none. Oh, man. Last time Nick came out to LA, he had a few beverages. <laughs> Tried to represent with Bernie Kozar. Didn't work out on the gridiron. Let me take ask you it this. back to NCAA football 95 and I'll <laughs> oh, whoop man. your ass. No, no, no. Take it back to like what? 96. When I threw a chair at you, I pulled the Bobby Knight. <laughs> Nick was beating my ass so bad. I picked up the chair and threw it at him. Dant basement, uh, <laughs> Dant famous drama. Look, you can learn so, great things from Bobby Knight. And it's right? pretty classic too. Cause I, I ducked the chair 
<laughs> with my cat-like reflexes, <laughs> I saw it coming. I ducked it, and one of the legs of the chair went right through the drywall. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just say Pops wasn't very happy. Yeah, Pops wasn't happy, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like it's educational that I learned these things from Bobby Knight. Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. Thanks, Bobby. There's no place that better services my appetite than Pizza Hut. Even. <laughs> you didn't hear the extended version, huh? Extended version. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I learned how to throw a chair. Bobby Knight. Shout out to Bobby Knight. And uh, you know, I hope uh there's more of that in the future. All right. Sylvia de Souza, he, he did it, he did it halfway. When he was at Kansas against Kansas State. He pulled it, he, he picked it up. Just didn't throw. Chickened it. out. Chickened out. You need to pull a Ric Flair or what? I feel like that was a classic manager move in wrestling. Like Jimmy Hart would do some shit <laughs> oh, like yeah. that. Steel you know chair? what I mean? Like <laughs> grab the old chair. Yeah. No one's the Slide refs, refs the not ring. looking. Yeah. Boom. Uh, guys, college football, you know, the transfer portal. I think I told you guys this, I, I read that 450 players hit the portal in the past, uh, the past week, but I read that like four days ago. So I don't know what that number's at now. 6,000. That's a lot of players <laughs> and it's only going to be, it's only going to keep coming. Dick, it's only going to keep coming. Dick Vitale, uh, not too happy about the transfer portal. <laughs> Called it pathetic. It, we, uh, we have a different take here. We're more, let's be honest. Anybody over fifty, not too happy with the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, every coach is outspoken on this right now, and I, I'll say that I, that I somewhat agree with them on this part. I do think there needs to be rules because, as in, when they can transfer, because this is chaos. <laughs> like, there should be a time where you say, "Hey, the portal opens on January fifth, and it closes on August tenth." But to have this like the whole year, I just spent all of spring practice training your ass, and now you're going to our rival. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, definitely people last year, like a week or two before the college football season started, they yes. were joining teams. Dude, didn't Joe Joe Burrow go to LSU like incredibly late? I think it was the last minute. Yeah, I thought he went like the week or two before. Yeah, yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that that's the current state of things. It's wild, but I I do think it helps for balance. If you're sitting there as a backup before, you know, I love, I love Bill Snyder, but his policy of like, no, you committed to Kansas state. You're staying on the bench, even though I never use wide receivers. (laughs) He's like, no, I want to look, I'm very good. If I just went to a more pass happy offense coach, I could really like be a millionaire, you know, no, fuck you. Fuck you. You're a good punt returner here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like uh, there there's some of it is uh, some of it was messed up for a long time. So, uh, Anyway, um, I did see a tweet that that today. I guess before we dive into week two, I thought this is a fun, uh, a good tweet there by BJ Jones. Shout out to BJ Jones. He said, "Food for thought." Willie Taggart was fired nine games into his second season at Florida State with a nine and twelve overall record and a six and nine ACC record. Meanwhile, Mike Norvell is going into his third year with an eight and thirteen record and a six and ten ACC record. I agree completely. Obviously, like if you're willing to a because of the black coach thing, it reeks of racism, right? Uh, B, uh, look, the the record's worse, straight up. I will say this though: the expectation may have gone down a little bit at Florida State. You know, Bobby Bowden started to slip under it. No one believed it. 
Jimbo Fisher did just enough to resuscitate it where people believe they were still elite Florida state, but then it fell apart on him. Yeah. Then they're thinking, all right, Willie Taggart, you got to live at that bar. Now I think they accept, Hey, things aren't quite right in Tallahassee now. And you could do the same for Jimbo Fisher through, I think the same amount of time that someone was fired. I think someone had a better record or, or tied. The difference is though, as much as you can play like that, you can make up the, the race thing. I, I believe there's merit to it, but at the same time, the difference is, is there's a $75 million buyout. Yeah. So they're kind of just, you know, they're on the ride, they're on the ride there. Yeah. You know I mean? I know a and has got a shit ton of money, but um, and he had the best recruiting class, but some of that's the money. I don't know. Anyway, Nick, what'd you make of that? No, I think there is merit to uh, racial ac- accusations and this isn't the only case. You know, I think sometimes, you know, the, the, the struggling black coach gets a shorter leash than the struggling white coach. And we've seen it happen before. Like I don't have other examples at my fingertips, but I, I feel like we have Brian, seen this before. Brian Dable with the Dolphins. Yeah, or maybe yeah. even like Whittingham with Notre Dame, if I remember correctly. Um, so we've definitely seen it before. And yeah, I mean, let's call it like it is. It, yeah. it shouldn't happen. I mean, it should be fair across the board. So I, I'm with you. It does that. Yeah, I saw the tweet as well, and I was like, yeah. Right on, right on, man. Yeah. So yeah, they really uh, didn't give Taggart much wiggle room there. Yeah, it was like done as soon as you like. You got to let a dude at least put his own system in place. Yeah, I, I think every coach once you hire him, four years, maybe three years. Three. If, if you're winless every year or something, or one in eleven, okay, three years, I could see it. Yeah. Well, my problem is then fire the AD too because the AD made the hire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, yeah, if you really chose the wrong guy and he, and you wanted to him to you're, you're booting him after two or three years. Well, you know what the, the president should fire the AD too. Yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, folks. Um, if you have, if you're just tuning in first time, first off, we are on YouTube, subscribe to the college football experience and the college basketball experience, but on YouTube, we're, we're under the college experience. Um, but uh, so you can watch this show live now, but also uh, this is a thing we do for every year. We go through all the weeks of the college football season in April and we draft what we think is the top 30 teams. Now, when I say draft uh, last week, it was what Patty C with the first pick the week before it was Nick. Uh, you take what you think is the best game of the week. Then we move along to the next person and and then we go through 30 games and then we have a uh, a what the fuck game of the week, uh, which is the teams that scheduled the worst opponent. So we do that uh, for all every single week of the college football season. And we're in the middle of that right now, week two. So go listen to week one. We have that episode out. We have week zero out. We also have our, we went through every all 30 coaching hires and gave them grades. That is all out there. Um, and recently I released some solo episodes talking about uh, you know, group of five football conference races not the power five. I put that as a Twitter question, group of five questions. Holler at me. Everyone gave me a power five question thinking I was Come saying on. power five TMZ disrespectful, fans. you know? <laughs> uh, but also, uh, yeah, we just said, I, I did a transfer portal episode where I still am scratching my head at, at uh, how many names were I, I had to end that episode because it was too much. <laughs> it was like shit. You know, as I'm typing this, I'm seeing players that are not even at, on the list that I see are in the portal. Um, but uh, updating live, yeah, Can't just even keep absolute up with it. chaos here. So, what do you guys make, by the way, of the slate week two? Before we dive in, before because I have the first pick this week. So, um, Nick, what'd you make a week two? I would say there's there's depth 
but um, it, there's a lack. There's maybe one like really like premier game, but other than that, it, there's up top. It's a little light, but I think the the depth of the week makes up for you know the lack of you know top notch you know games uh, up top. So all in all, I think it's a, a a very good week of college football. I'm excited to to dive in. I had the second pick. Is that right? Yes, and then Patty right. C is the third. Now let me ask you this though: Is it better than week one? I think it is. Less neutral site games. In a sneaky way, I think it is. When I first looked at this slate, I said, this is dog shit. But then I looked at it more. There's some games that you don't traditionally see between teams that are good right now that aren't necessarily traditional blue bloods. And you go, actually, that's a really good game. But when you just take a a glance at that game at first, you're like, yeah, whatever. Those are teams I can normally ignore. But you know, we'll get to a few that those are actually going to be really good games this week. I, w- I would say also like traditionally, like week two is kind of a down week. Like you have some big time matchups week one, and then you have a bunch of, of uh, you know, big name schools playing FCS opponents, not so much this year. So week two is definitely better than week twos in previous seasons. And is right there on par with week one, if not better. I, I agree. I almost want to dis- I mean, at the really? top, at the top, at least I of think week one, week one's a little better right at the top. Ooh, okay. Right at the top, like Nick said, there's only one real marquee game this week. Yeah, fair enough. What was the second mark marquee game in week week one? I'd have to look down at it. Didn't we vote like oh, Utah, Florida? There was. I think this. Uh, I think this game is the second game that I have rated is better than Utah, Florida. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll get to it. All right. Only, uh, teams that don't have as high of uh, accolades in recent history. Okay, perhaps you're right there. But uh, all right, with the first pick, guys. I know I don't like to be TMZ Colby, but I think I will be here because you have Saban going up against one of his former assistants in uh, Austin, Texas, and I hope Saban rolls them. I'll be honest. I hope they roll. You know, Texas is my most. They're probably going to be number one for me. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see Bama win sixty-two. To, remember what UCLA did to Texas in in Austin in like ninety-seven or ninety-eight when they had K McNown. I think yeah. they went sixty-six to three. Sixty-six nothing. Ooh, sixty-six nothing in Austin. Wow. I would love to see that again with Alabama here. As like so, everyone thinking, oh, Texas to the SEC is such a great move. This would be fantastic. So it has, and, and no, then 60, there's six, three, you're right. 66, three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it has the, also the element of, Hey, it's a, it's his former coach, uh, or I'm sorry, former uh, guy that coached with Nick Saban. Although I've never been sold on Steve Sarkeesian. It's got that element, but also the real element is the fact they're joining the sec in two years. So I would love to see Bama and the fact that Alabama's playing their third Patty C. What if I told you that Alabama's playing their third out of conference away game? <laughs> True, true, true. Game, right? a, like on a college campus in 15 years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What were the other two, Colby? Duke in Durham, which is tough. I was tough, at that game. Tough. I was to- at that game. Trust me. <laughs> it was like 62 to, 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 to 10 or something. <laughs> and Mark Ingram was running through the Duke secondary. Like they were high school players. Like, <laughs> like the Duke safeties were like diving out of the way because they didn't want any part of Mark Ingram. And then the second one, and this, I guess I can't fully blame Bama, but it was at Penn state after Penn state had none of those scholarships. Yeah. So like who could have forecasted that, yeah, that Sandusky was touching scandal. every kid in the, in, in, right. in, in, in Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess a lot of people, I guess 
some people could have forecasted that like Mike McQuarrie, but I mean, uh, <laughs> my, but my He's point is, is that, is that Alabama scheduled that like seven years before. So it would have been a big game. And I think you, you do kind of get held accountable for the team you're playing against, you know, regardless if you schedule enough games, then you're going to get some teams that are good and some teams that aren't where they normally 100%. are. 100%. But if, if your best out of conference game in the last 15 years is a team that's completely decimated by uh, sanctions and, and yeah. scandal. The New York nine conference slate has sucked for 15 years straight. Yeah. And then you got the Duke blue devils. Don't uh, Dave Cutcliffe, man. <laughs> uh, well, let's give them a little bit of credit because you know, so now they're going on, on a true road game. And also I think they have back to back away games this year for the second season in a row. Am I well, not mistaken? The, yeah, but they don't deem that that's the, that's Greg Sankey. I believe that would be in charge of the sec schedule. Congrats to Sankey sure. though yeah. for, for doing it a little bit, but yeah. let's, let's, let's uh, say that Saban's got the ear of Sankey. Okay. <laughs> let's just <laughs> for a lot of good. For, for a few million reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah a yeah. lot of millions, <laughs> but I got Alabama, Texas as the number one game. I think it's the elephant in the room, even though Texas has been dog. What the, I feel like how many losing seasons in the past 10 years has Texas had? I feel like five. Uh, Is that accurate? You think? Yeah, probably there about four or five. Yeah. They were five and seven last year. Kansas beat them in Austin. So in a way this could be the worst number one pick game on the entire college football season. As far as score outcome. Uh, what do you make of uh, this game, Nick? I ha- I had one also. I mean, come on, on name brand alone, Alabama at Texas. It doesn't get too much bigger than that, and it is you know a possible glimpse into SEC play next year. Uh, and you know it's also Sarkeesian back playing Alabama where he was an assistant. And the other question: Who's going to be QB for Texas? Is it going to be Hudson oh. Card or Quinn Ewers? No, it's got to be. It's got to be Brian Bosworth of the quarterback position. I hope Quinn so. Ewers just what stole if, a bunch of Ohio what, State's money. <laughs> what if this is the Quinn Ewers coming out party? <laughs> that would How be great. Awesome. And you, I How guess, awesome. yeah, and those you, are 300 here. You, coming you, out you of know, the Texas, <laughs> come on with that hair. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, look, uh, there's also. Uh, Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end from Bama that played in the national championship. Oh, I thought was a really good tight end a year ago. He transferred to Texas with Sarkeesian. So you, you have a couple, I think he got a, the year before, I think he got a couple uh, Bama transfers. So you kind of have yeah. a little bit of familiarity there with that, right? It's a great game. I'll be watching. I'm sure this will be primetime ABC. Yeah. Oh, uh, Texas is number six preseason despite like yeah, what the fuck yeah, is that? Throw that out the freaking yeah. window. Five and that? seven, five and seven last year. You, were, uh, it was four out of the last ten years. I just looked that they've had a losing record, uh, and they're starting a, a quarterback who's never played a snap. I mean, how? But that's my point. On on, look, we love college football, but we also love to hate it because this <laughs> this is terrible. Like, I, I don't know if those. Uh, I know those are publications. It's not official yet. Yeah. But if they have Texas anywhere in the top ten again, just like they did with Miami every year too. It ruins a team that is on the outside that has a shot. Yeah. Like Cincinnati only made the playoff last year because they started that high. Yeah. Like it like a team like I don't know Fresno State that's like probably going to be 26 or 24, you know, who knows maybe they I doubt they go undefeated, but I'm saying it completely basically yeah. you're Especially eliminated since there's a few of those in the top 25. No, you're eliminated if you're that far back. Yeah. You're Are you f- telling me you're in favor of a of a of a of an expanded college football playoff Colby? <laughs> uh, you're goddamn right, buddy. Uh, I I like your sarcasm there, but yes. Um uh we need to go to uh 32 team stat. Stat. 
All right. Uh, I, I, I'd say let's go with eight, eight, I, I, 12 right now would be my perfect, but that's a whole nother debate, a whole nother podcast, which we do not have time for. Oh, you, you're trying to get me amped up though, dude. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, NC Nick. Y'all done screwed up. All right. Last week you gave me West Virginia at Pitt, which was the greatest rivalry of that week. And this week at number two, you're going to leave me Iowa state at Iowa. Yes. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, this is a great game every year, even though I, uh, I was one six in a row, including uh, the 27, 17 win in Ames last year, where I believe they, they picked off Brock Purdy three times, Whew. but uh, it, every year, this is a great game. And uh, Iowa state's got a lot of new faces. Purdy's gone. Brees Hall's gone. Charlie Kohler's gone. It's at Iowa, uh, but expect a close game. Like it almost always is great rivalry, great annual college football game. Yeah. And, and look, the last time I think you said that they've been playing uh, West Virginia and Pitt since, since 1895, this is since 1894. These two have been playing the Cyhawk trophy. What's that? What'd you say? I said they, they won up them. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And, but if you look at the most recent encounters, man, Going back 10 years, you go back 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Ready. 10 years ago, you have 44, 41 triple overtime, right? Uh, then you have nine to six as the score, then 27, <laughs> 21, then 2017. Then you have a 31, 17. Holy shit. And then uh, for two years there, so 31, 17, and then 42, three, I think 42, three was the year that the coach got fired previously from Campbell. Then Campbell comes in, they lose. So Campbell's still winless against Iowa. They lose 44, 41 in overtime. Then year two, they lose 13, three. This one was the worst one. 2019, they lose 18, 17. And I remember this one. Cause I thought Iowa state got really hurt by a lightning delay for like eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa state right. had the momentum. They were winning this thing and this lightning delay comes and then they play it at, at night. This game started at like 9 AM out here on the West. They play it at night and uh, the rest of the game. And I was, I would get to 18, 17 win. And then last year, 27, 17. It's nice to make halftime adjustments for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think even longer than that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this play. And I think it's, uh, let me ask you this, West Virginia Pitt or Iowa, Iowa state, which game would you rather go to and what rivalry do you mm. think is better? Depends on the location Definitely. Mm. on between the two. If I had to, Flip a coin. I go to Iowa, Iowa State based on the location. But if I would go to any of those, West Virginia would be the location. I in Morgantown, to. right? Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah. If you could give me Pitt at West Virginia and Morgantown is my top. Yeah. But second would probably be would you go Ames or Iowa City first? I go you know, I, I might go I Iowa City just because I'm sorry to cut you off, Pat. Just because the, the cool thing they do with that children's hospital up there. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. like to see that in person. That would be cool. I mean, both right there, and then Pittsburgh would be fourth. But uh, yeah, okay, all right. Patty C is on the clock now. Ah, uh, I am going to what will be Big Twelve country, um, if I'm not mistaken. Am I am I, am I recalling <laughs> this correct? Well, the realignment is just so bad. Right? Yeah, I just can't. okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Baylor going to BYU. Yes, wow. this is the future BYU, the future Big Twelve matchup. By the way, yes, BYU yes. I think is going to be in not this year, but the next year. Okay, they will be in the Big Twelve, I believe. I've, I I completely space. I, I thought they were going Big Twelve, but I wasn't sure just because there's been so much speculation 
uh, about who's getting realigned to where, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is huge Baylor, obviously what this really could be for Baylor based on what they're bringing back. And you got to figure they're one of the favorites for the big 12 this year. This could be a playoff spot uh, earned or not earned in this game, you know, because this is the kind of thing that keep typically keeps the uh, big 12 out of the playoff. If they lose this kind of game and going on the road to BYU is dangerous as hell. And so this may be the thing that does keep Baylor out of the playoffs. And, and how about how like Kalani Sataki quietly doing an amazing job. Now I know that Oregon interviewed him uh, potentially about that, but you know, he started his, his uh, first year after Mendenhall nine and four, then he goes four and nine and seven and six and seven, and six. And they're thinking he's on the hot seat. He goes 11 and one and then 10 and three. Yeah. Everyone who thought the COVID year was uh, you know, just based on the schedule being mostly group of five that was proven wrong last year with a very strong showing. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Baylor that keeps one of the best programs. I mean, what they have in NC Nick, it loves to hate Baylor, but I think what <laughs> uh, they have six double digit win seasons in the past 10 football seasons. Wow. That's that. When are they going to get their respect? That's unbelievable. Yeah. For Baylor, the team that was the Vanderbilt of the big 12 in the nineties. And how about this? How about this? In the past uh, 10 years, they only have two losing seasons to Texas is four. <laughs> nice. Who nice. should be leaving for the sec guys? Right. Come on. Uh, what do you make of this game, Nick? No, I think it's a great game. I was looking at eyeing this in the second round for myself. I should have figured that closet Baylor fan, Patty C would have picked it. <laughs> I, he almost needs to throw away that UVA hat and buy himself a Baylor bears hat. Cause <laughs> you want me to come out of that program. closet, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, they, these, these two programs are, cr- are criminally underrated. I mean, look at BYU last year. They lose Zach Wilson. We're like, all right, it's going to be a, a struggling year. All they do is go 10 and three and they have Jaron Hall emerge as another possible uh, elite quarterback. And then Baylor, you know, Dave Aranda comes in during the COVID year, they go two and seven. You're like, okay, is Baylor going to slip back into mediocrity? No, they're not. They jump up and go 12 and two last year. So right now, yeah, I mean a 10 and three team from last year against a 12 and two team. I think I mean, it's going to be a great game. This is the most impeccably resilient team ever with art Bryles four and eight year one by year four, 10 and three, Jim Grove steps in seven and six. Okay. Then Matt rule one and 11 by year three, 11 and three. And then uh, Dave Aranda two and seven by year two, 12 and two. It'll, all it takes is something you plug into Baylor. It takes a year to get going, but then you're good again. Dude, if they could perfect just, coaching hires. No, but no other program in the country has had such great coaching hires as Baylor. Yeah, that may be it. And and if they can get a guy to stick around for a little while and not get uh, rape charges all over his uh, record, then yeah. maybe they become a championship program. Hey, I mean, uh, this is a great game. I, I'm on board. I think it's uh, under the radar. Really good. You know, it should get a. Uh, it won't get the hype it deserves probably. So I'm on board with that decision, Patty C. All right, pick. Uh, four. Um, guys, I'm gonna take you. As I, I think Nick is gonna hate this play. <laughs> I'm taking you to the farm, Palo okay. Alto, California. Look, we see. Uh, we see Lincoln Riley get what? Is it rice in year one? Week one. I'm sorry. Yeah, did I say year one? Uh, rice in week one. So I don't think we're going to learn much about this, this team, it, it, but week two, 
at Stanford. What if I told you Stanford's won seven of the last ten? Whoa. And what if I told you Clay Helton got fired because they lost to to, to Stanford last so, year, where I think Stanford was a seventeen point dog, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I got it in front of me right now. I mean, Stanford's kind of owned this thing lately. Uh, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is the beginning of the end for Pete Carroll, and some of these haven't been close. Let me rattle off, much like I did with Iowa, Iowa State. Let me rattle off some of these. Go back to 2009. Ready? Stanford 55-21, right? 2010 37-35. Okay, that's close. Uh, 2011 56-48 triple overtime, close. Um, 2012 21-14, close. That's four wins by Stanford in a row, right there. Then in thirteen, USC wins twenty to seventeen, right? Squeaking by. Then in fourteen, USC wins thirteen to ten. Then in fifteen, Stanford wins by ten. In uh, they also played again in in the uh, Pac-12 championship. Stanford won by nineteen, right? Then they played the following year. Stanford won by seventeen in Palo Alto. Then they come to, to USC in 17 and, and USC wins by 18 Not in, in 17. They meet again in the PAC 12 championship. USC wins by three. Then the following year in Palo Alto, Stanford wins 17 to three by 14 in 19. Uh, Cause they didn't play in COVID the COVID year, but 2019 they played USC one by 25. And then last year, Stanford won by 14 in, in, in LA pretty, even. I mean, it's a, it's an underrated rivalry. Yeah. And is, is NC Nick? Uh, what is this? And they they go back. They played when their first the the first game was. Let me pull this thing up. Nineteen oh five. Nineteen oh five. The first Stanford solid, USC. Not eighteen hundreds, but solid. Well, the uh, Western <laughs> expansion, buddy. <laughs> That's right. You guys are a little slow out there. No, I, mean, I don't know why you think I wouldn't hate this game. I mean. I'm the noted big 12 hater, not the noted PAC 12 hater. I mean, I, I'm the noted, I don't watch PAC 12 cause it's on too late on the East coast, but no, I had this game ranked at number five. So I, I'm you know right around the same range as you. And it is really the first challenge for the new look Trojans, you know, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Travis Dye, all those other guys that brought in Mario Williams. Uh, and you know, even, even if Stanford was just three and nine last year, they still beat USC one of those three wins. And I still expect this to be a ball game. And they played 12 power fives. I don't even there think that go. counts as, right. as a three and nine season. And obviously in April, we have no idea what this point spread will, will be, but I would lean on taking the home dog to at least cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patty C. What do you make of this game? Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, under the radar, the state of California needs some in-state rivalries. I feel like for the most part, they're all kind of lacking. For a state as huge as California, none of these rivalries have had the the stakes in any one particular game that you see in a lot of rivalries on the East Coast. So uh, I'm glad they're at least competitive in this particular rivalry right now. The two private schools in California that are Power Five, it's got there's something there to it, you know. And they're and they're stylistically different. One's a nerd school, one's a glamour school. San Francisco, Los Angeles, let's make it happen. Yeah, you gotta like it. It's it's like underrated. It's an underrated rivalry. They both kind of yeah. represent their city a little bit in terms of like nerd versus uh versus douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, NC Nick, you are now on the clock. So like I said earlier, I mean there's so many options here. Like you could argue there's about ten games I could pick here and, and I wouldn't have or you guys could pick either one of those games. I would really, I wouldn't really have an argument with it, but 
Let's go back to the SEC. I'm going to go Kentucky at Florida. Look, uh, all time. I mean, it's obviously in Florida's you know favor, fifty-three to nineteen. But but Kentucky's won two of the last four matchups, which is proof of how good of a job Stoops is doing. Seriously, and they're a ten-win team from a season ago. Who bring and they bring back Will Levis at quarterback. Uh, and also, I think they won the last time they were in Gainesville. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, go ahead. I think uh, you know, th- growing up, we used to watch this game. Well, not really for like five minutes. Because back in the days <laughs> right. of Billy Jack Haskins and all those uh, Tim Couch and stuff, they used to get mopped by Florida. I'm talking like you'd be at a halftime, it would be forty to nothing. Yeah. So to to cr- credit to Mark Stoops for turning this into this would never be this wouldn't be a top thirty game. Right. In 1995. Right. And me- probably even 2005. I know that Rich Brooks kind of started to build the culture there, and then Stoops came in. But yeah, they did a great job. Uh, I like this game. I, I, I would love to see Kentucky win this one again and make it two in a row in the swamp. Well, that'd be sweet. That would be fantastic. Well, I told you last week, look, Florida opens up the uh, Billy Napier era with two home games against two physical, you know, defensive oriented teams in Utah and Kentucky. I'll say it right now, Florida's going to lose one of these games. If not both, they now, lose two. The Napier area, you know, look, I mean, it, they're at home and let's, the swamp is, I mean, it's still Florida. So they probably win one, but they're going to lose at least one of them. Patty C you on board with that statement. Uh, who, who, who is there? What, what's the stretch of games we're talking about here? Uh, Utah, <laughs> Florida, Wake up. Uh, Sorry, I'm Kentucky looking at these at other Florida. stats. So there's pretty incredible. St- I don't know if Kentucky is going to be ranked and Florida won't, but that all okay, time, I think series- Kentucky will be ranked. That all-time series when Kentucky is ranked in Florida isn't Kentucky leads three zero. Wow! Wow! Oh, okay, there's a nugget. That's what he was deep. He was deep into the uh, the interwebs <laughs> over there. There we go. No, we got Utah. Who? We got Utah, and then this Utah, Florida, and then Kentucky, Florida, back-to-back weeks. Do you think what what are the odds Napier goes one and one or zero oh and two there? I think he'll go one and one. One and one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Patty C. It is on you, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to go with something that is of a little more personal interest to me, just because, especially since we've been chirping online with these sec heads, uh, I want to see how Tennessee handles a trip to Pittsburgh. And if Pittsburgh can pull it out, out again, uh, there are some uh, interesting storylines. Obviously Keaton Slovis is taking over at Pittsburgh. Uh, we're going to see if Pittsburgh can at least fill out the stadium for this. I'm about to say, will there be more Tennessee fans (laughs) than, than Pitt fans. (laughs) And then Hendon hooker. uh, We'll see if he's playing the ball the same way he was at the end of last year, which was different than, you know, when they met last year, Tennessee greatly improved over the course of the year. So obviously Pittsburgh won the ACC last year Had a great showing probably should have won the uh, peach bowl or whatever it was. Yeah, Well, they didn't play with their whole team. Yeah. That Blew a big lead. Uh, Michigan state got the win, but Did I mean, Pickett even play no. oh, yeah, or there, I believe their DN and corner sat out too. Um, and they, and they, they were up big and blew a big lead, but yeah, we'll see if Pittsburgh is actually a st- whether they're taking their turn at the top of the coastal, they extended Narduzzi or yeah, whether they're actually building something uh, elite there. I would, this will be a big game to test that out early on Nick, Tennessee Pitt. What do you think? I would have picked it here as well. You know, it, it is a rematch of last year's 41 34 pit win on their way to an 11 and three season, including the ACC championship win over Wake Forest. And you have Keaton Slovis coming to town. 
Pitt almost in the same boat as Florida. Pitt, you know, they have two home games to start the year, and it's against West Virginia and Tennessee. So, who has the better chance of going two and zero? Uh, Pitt. Pitt, I would say. <laughs> wow, really? That's a sad state of affairs for the Gators. It is. What do you I think? Mean, I mean, I, that's pretty close. It's, it's a tough question. It's a good question. It's close. I honestly, I mean, if I could just cut through the middle and say both are one and one, that's probably the case. But yeah. you know, the Tennessee, their stock is rising. I think the program is has an upward trajectory. Part of the reason why they last they lost last year is because they started Joe Milton for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, and you know, they lost by seven with losing the turnover battle three to nothing. So. I think Tennessee remembers that game. Still has a lot of faces from last year. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vols head up into Pennsylvania and knock off the Panthers. Uh, uh, Hypel though. though winless against Narduzzi. Yeah, how many yeah, matchups? I think zero and two and over three. One of the two. Very interesting. I think zero and two maybe. I think COVID or no, a hurricane might have knocked out one of those. Okay, but if, if it's just zero and two, it could be coincidence and not necessarily a pattern, right? Well, I mean, Hypel hasn't been a coach that long though. Uh, he's yeah. only been a head coach like four years, I feel like, or five years. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I, I, you know what interests me about this game, the regionality. I like Pittsburgh. I feel like is so distinctly Midwestern that they don't get to play Southern teams that often. Even though uh, West Virginia is like halfway Southern, halfway Rust Belt. Uh, that's is two weeks Pittsburgh in a row. Mid, is Pittsburgh Midwestern? I mean, I don't know. They're almost like Appalachian or something. You know? Yeah, Rust Belt Midwest. They're right in that area. Yeah, Rust Belt. Or that, that's probably the, the right yeah. term. Yeah. yeah, I agree. All right, folks. Um, I am up on the clock and I'm going to take you. I got to play this game. I I don't want to, but I still just think they're too talented to not make this a decent game. Last year, we saw Oklahoma state barely sneak by Boise by one Arizona state comes to Stillwater, And uh, I just think I get it. Arizona state lost a lot, right? Uh, Jaden Daniels at LSU, but don't, don't sleep on the talent that is just naturally at Arizona state. They lost a ton of players. I mean, Talking uh, females. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that too. More talent that, than the males. Yeah, I think <laughs> that too, but I'm saying like, okay, they lost uh Lanyata Alexander, a wide receiver to Washington. They lost Daniels to LSU. They lost a slew of players. They lost Johnny Wilson, their best wideout to Florida state. Um, the, I, I know they lost Tommy Hill, a starting corner to Nebraska. They lost a ton, but sneakily, and and there's talk Herm Edwards could be fired still. I I don't know, but they got out. They they got uh, Xavier Valade, the running back from Wyoming, who's a beast. They got a quarterback from Alabama, Paul Tyson, to transfer in. They got a Miami transfer to uh, on the defensive line to come in. Um, they 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 kind of sneakily got some key players. I think this game, whether there's sanctions or not on Arizona State, which they haven't. I think there's going to be, but I mean, we don't know that for sure yet. If I'm Arizona state, I'd say prove it and take them to court. Even though I know that this case is a bit different. Cause I think they actually have a little bit of evidence of them having recruits on campus, but either way, what, what matters really not the evidence, but how much money do you have and how much clout does your program have? Yeah. But yeah. I think Arizona state's right on the fringe, whether they could avoid the penalty well, or this not. This one's a little bit. Yeah. You would think if LSU got, I don't know. But uh, either way, I think it should be a good game in Stillwater. I think both teams are talented enough where I don't think this is a blowout. I think this is a good game. Nick, your thoughts on on Arizona State, Oklahoma State? It's a solid game. I had a couple of games uh, higher than this. 
you know, I mean, look, Oklahoma State's dream season last year, you know, they, they, they almost made the college football playoff. They went 12 and two with a win over Notre Dame in the Fiesta bowl. The only losses was that crazy game against Iowa state where I, I think they got screwed by the refs. Is that right? Colby? Was there like a I, fourth down or something? I, yeah. The, yeah. A, ba- a horrible spot right, on, a, on right. a wide receiver screen. And the fact that they didn't overturn that when it was fucking obvious. Right. And and then they lose by inches to Baylor in the big 12 championship game. So I guess the question is what will Gundy and Spencer Sanders, the quarterback do for an encore this year? I mean, can they repeat that success? I and mean, they lost, you know, a, a decent chunk of the team, but they also have people coming back like Sanders. So, and, and then the question is, I mean, what the hell is going on with big Herm at ASU? Uh, so I think you have to lean towards the home team here, but yeah, I don't see the Cowboys like blowing them out. So it's a solid game. I did have a couple ranked higher. Arizona state's a strange team though, man. They get up sometimes like they're, yeah. they're, they're one of those ones. Who do I always compare it to Pitt? I always compare them to Pitt because and they at got the same players. Time, yeah. yeah. Right. And at the same time, Oklahoma state doesn't really blow too many people out. So yeah, it could be close. I expect a very good game here. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, implications probably Oklahoma State. Like we said, they were literally an inch away last year from making no or no, it was Baylor. Oklahoma State was the uh team that beat them. No, Oklahoma State was inches away no, from the playoffs. Oklahoma State yeah. was inches away from the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Um, so you know, whether they are able to replicate that this year, then this game might have some big implications. Certainly you don't want uh, Arizona State coming into your house and and stealing one from you if you're Oklahoma State and probably the face of the Big Twelve moving forward. You know, looking at a map, there's only the state of uh, New Mexico that separates uh, Arizona from Oklahoma. You would think uh, culturally, there's a lot that can make this a rivalry that should be happening a lot pretty frequently. <laughs> you know how many times these teams have played in their history? How many? Three. Wow. They've only played three Who times. Leads that Arizona State leads two to one. They haven't played. <laughs> Since 1993, wow, so 30 wow. years, 29 years in the making. That was before years. Jake Plummer. That was Paul Justin era. There you I go. Um, I feel like there's a lot of cultural differences between Tempe and Stillwater. Yeah, I, I've been to both cities, guys. Uh, yeah, they were they're different. <laughs> <laughs> just a little, just a little maybe. What's so, what's so different? I feel like they're both traditional red states. Well, tell me, Tempe's like everyone's fucking bonging beers and it's Partyville. Like okay. you go to Stillwater, it's, I didn't get that maybe vibe. Maybe Tempe right. specifically, but I feel like the state of Arizona is a fucking Southwest. Arizona state's little like Cowboy the Playboy Town. Mansion. Okay, the the school, yeah. yes, the school, <laughs> but not this. Well, that's who we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I just feel like the Southwest, the rivalries in the Southwest are kind of under underutilized here, and they should be played more often. All right. Fair enough. NC Nick, you're on the clock. Uh, apparently, I'm going to just keep on going with uh, interconference SEC games because there's actually some interesting ones, especially just week two. I will throw out South Carolina at Arkansas. You know, uh, it it was either this or Arizona. I mean, it was right there for me. I just thought I don't believe in the South Carolina yet. That's a question. Obviously, I mean, this game is going to be a good barometer to see just what South Carolina is this year. Will they be? Will they be improved in year two under Beamer with Spencer Rattler at QB? And at the same time, I mean, it's a huge game for the Razorbacks because you know the SEC West schedule is tough. Uh, but they do get South Carolina and Mizzou from the East, which has to be, you know, a blessing. Cause that's, 
at least two winnable games. But you know, I mean, when you when when you do play in the SEC West, you need to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And obviously, at home against South Carolina, you're supposed to beat the Gamecocks. But I'm sure Beamer and Rattler and company have other ideas. So I, I do think this is an interesting matchup, and I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be competitive. Pulled pork Pittman is going to beat that vegan quarterback. All right, you're probably right. Yes, G- give me give me Arkansas to win this one. But I I, I had Blow it right out? there. No, I said to win no. this one. Um, but uh, give me a, I'll say this. Give me like a, give me Arkansas thirty-five, South Carolina twenty-one. Wow, disrespecting. That's, that's close to a blowout. You don't think it's yeah. any closer than that, huh? I, I'm not buying in with with Carolina yet. I thought last yeah. year was they got a lot of uh, buddy lucky breaks. Buddy, that was Shane Beamer's first no, year. I watched that ECU game. They got f- so fortunate to win that game. Look. Shane. They also didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. And now they have the guy that was projected to go number one in this year's draft sitting on their bench or, or playing on their field, I should say. But what didn't Oklahoma fans che- cheer when he left? Uh, because they're idiots. And but I, also he's a bit entitled, right? I feel like he he uh, brought sure. a lot of that on himself. He's a little yeah. like uh TikTok quarterback, but well, as a quarterback, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want that guy as your leader of your team. Look, if he can sling the ball all over the field and hit any <laughs> spot, I'm sure you take it over fucking who's the guy with the old mullet that they used to have. Oh no, don't you fucking disgrace <laughs> Steve Tannehill. Don't you ever fucking say that about <laughs> Steve the, Tannehill. <laughs> They have last year. They had the guy from like North Dakota State who's gonna be a grad assistant and Zeb Noland. Yeah. yeah. And Jason Brown, who was a transfer I from think the FCS. You take Spencer yeah. Rattler over Zeb Noland. Yes. yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. But just that could be a that could be a cancer for your locker room if something goes wrong. It could be, but I almost feel like when you got a guy that's so much bigger of a star than everyone else, you just embrace it. And I think this probably this past year was pretty humbling for him. So he probably comes in a bit humbled. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to meet. You know, well, he's trying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Eat a little meat. C- g- come back down <laughs> to the rest of us. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, you got to figure Arkansas is ahead. They're probably going to be a lot more physical. Uh, the road trip's going to be tough. Um, I don't know. It's, your analysis is pretty spot on, but I think it'll be closer than you think. And I think Beamer. You know who he reminds me of? I hate to say this is going to piss off some Gamecock fans. David Shula. <laughs> Not David Shula. <laughs> Dabo Swinney. Oh wow, Dabo wow. Swinney. Really? He's That's a, a bold. He's a, he he wow. is a. What's uh, what is the connection? Affable, they're both in South Carolina. Well, no, I mean, it, it, I think it's that they're both charming, you know, and they've both shown the ability to recruit beyond what their uh, coaching chops and the coach beyond what their coaching chops suggested they should be able to do. So. Hmm. They are precocious. This might will. be a soundbite for the future, Nick. Oh, that's right. When uh, I'm proven right, thank you, uh, <laughs> dude. Clemson fans are hating you right now. Yeah, they're yeah, like, how dare bold. you? How dare you compare that average and, ass head coach and, to guys won championship? Yeah, and Dabo, well, Dabo, Dabo never a, takes his transfer. Oh. Beamer's whole team is transfers. <laughs> hey, different strokes for different folks. I sense a Bobby Bowden, Steve Spurrier uh, situation. Uh, I like it. There. I like it. Mm. I like it. All right. Uh, Patty C you are on the clock. I mean, I could go personal here. Uh, I could go all the way down the list to, you know, some interesting FCS game that I see game in a singular, but I am going to go. Sorry. I I just lost track of it. I'm going to go a little bit personal here. I'm going to go Boston college visiting Blacksburg. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, this one does have one of the better games in the past 20 years. 
It's got several of the better games in the past twenty years. Several. Oh yeah, Boston and several. And has a and it has a complete unwatchable seventeen to three game last year. Yeah, I, I only remember one good Boston game in this series. I feel like it has ripped <laughs> out ripped out Virginia Tech's heart a couple times. The Matty Ryan game. Obviously. Yeah, the Matt that Ryan one, game. And I thought there was one yeah. other, but I, I'd have to double okay. check on that. But um, Big East rivals, you know, come to the ACC. The, or obviously, early on when they both came to the ACC, they played in the ACC championship game two or three times against each other. Um, Virginia Tech obviously got the better of those, but Boston College looking up with uh, Djokovic running the show potential. Although I think their schedule is a little too hard this year to steal the uh, ACC Atlantic. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech a cakewalk for the ACC Coastal, and that's what I think is really the important part about this is Virginia tech schedule is so easy that this is one of those games that if they win, they might be cruising toward a really good season. I say this every year and it should be true, but they find ways to screw it up. Nick, what do you think of Boston college at Virginia tech? Yeah. I mean, just due to how unwatchable that game was last year, I had it a couple notches below, but at this point you can pick and choose whatever game that you prefer. This, this will be coach prize first game in lane stadium coming out to enter the Sandman. And, you know, and as long as they take care of business week one against or at ODU, then I expect the stadium to be absolutely electric. Like it usually is. Um, and look at Boston college, you know, Drakowski, the quarterback is back. Uh, they only went six and six last year, but he did miss four games with an injury. They lost all four of those games. So I think they're probably better than their record indicated. So uh, yeah, it's a fun game. It should be good. Uh, and uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, any team could win this. I'm curious to see what coach pride does at VT. So yeah, this game is up there and the history factor guys. There's good history here. There's hatred. All right. All right. I'm in. I mean, look, I think it's good. I think it's probably, I'm not, I don't have a problem with where you played it. Okay. I don't have a problem where you, right. I might've chose one or two over it, but not a big, not a big gap there, but uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I am on the clock and I am going to take us. Dare I, dare I take us to Lubbock, Texas, where you guys Ooh. keep sleeping on these Houston matchups. Wow. I think this is a great game. And I don't know if you guys know this, you know, who win, who has the, the, the lead all time in this series. Tell me it's the Cougs. It is 17, 11 and one. Wow. Uh, so this is a big statement. They're joining the big 12. It's almost like the BYU Baylor game. Yeah. These are two big 12 teams as of what next year, I think the fo- or the following year. Um, Holgerson just went, they just won double digit games. Texas tech and Joey McGuire goes out and they get the uh, Kitley, the offensive coordinator with Bailey Zappi that throws a, the ball all over the field. So this is an air raid, air raid style matchup. I feel like we're buckle up. For, uh, I expect this to be a high scoring affair over under on this game. 99. Dude, Houston had a legit defense last year. I know, but I mean, I, I expect Kitley puts up monster. Numbers. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great game. I think if, if, you know, if Houston can survive this and week one at UTSA, it sets up for them to have a great season again. And I think the AAC is wide open. I think, I think Cincinnati's a little bit down. I think UCF is up getting, I saw some of the spring game with John rice Plumley. I think he's going to fit in great in that offense. Mm. I think UCF will be better than the, I actually think that UCF might be the team that I favor, but I think Houston's right there. 
And I think East Carolina's right there. I think all four and even SMU, you can say, I think this year in the AAC, it's going to be a ton of fun, ton of fun. The only clear cut shitty team I think is going to be temple, but even them, they have a brand new coach. I think South Florida, Jeff Scott, they're going to be a little bit better. So I think this whole conference is going to be fun to watch. I totally forgot. Plumlee went to uh, UCF. Yeah. Is buddy. he starting? Is he, is he st- He's in a battle right now. He's in a battle right now, but both, yeah, both looked good. And I watched some of that spring game. But Rice Plumley looks I mean, both look good, but Rice yeah. Plumley just looks it looks like that offense will be really hard to stop with him. The other at, quarterback at the is Mikey Keene, who yeah, uh, he's a freshman. Played, yeah. yeah, he played last year for half the year after what's his face went down, uh Gabriel. Yeah, and, and he played well. Yeah. Uh, so they have a legit uh thing to figure out there. But uh but yeah, give me uh Houston at Texas Tech. Nick, your thoughts. It is a fun little Lone Star State showdown. I mean, Houston went twelve and two last year, and one of the losses was versus Texas tech in week one, when they were up 21, seven at half, but that lost 38, 21 brutal shut out in the second half, right? And they fired. They fired Matt Wells. So don't forget. I mean, Houston's going to remember that game. Clayton two and the quarterback is back. Um, I think McCaskill, the running back, didn't he just go down with a, a big injury? Yeah. They lost their starting running back. I, I, I'm not sure if it was McCaskill, but uh, for the season, he tore his I think ACL. it was McCaskill who really emerged as a true freshman last year, just got hurt in the spring game or, or one of the practices leading up to it. And uh, for Texas tech, uh, Tyler shuck, not show shuck. Tyler shuck is yeah. back. He's going to be after- shucking the ball all over the field Hello. with Zach right. Kitley. <laughs> so it'll be fun to watch that offense, especially against the good Houston defense. So um, I, I, once again, I had a couple games higher, but I will not argue with you. It should be a fun game. Patty C what do you make of this one? I mean, if there's anything to your back-to-back road situation, especially against good teams, the, the Texas tech definitely gets the, the long end of the stick here. They got week one Murray state in Lubbock and then hosting Houston. Meanwhile, Houston has UTSA on the road and then Texas yeah. Tech on the road, mm. pretty brutal uh, for Houston. But if they come out of that, pretty nice start for the season. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, and that's I think I think that's why I think a little Houston's in- trying to plant that flag, plant yeah. that Lone Star flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, get some of those Lone Star beers. You ever had some of those? No, are they delicious? I like the uh, yeah, all right. the, the uh, Shiner Box. <laughs> Shiner Box, a good Texas yeah. beer. There's no doubt yeah. about that. All right, uh, NC Nick, you are on the clock. But before I get to you on the clock, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, make sure to get down on the WinBet ten dollar win two hundred dollar promotion, where a ten dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or, or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and uh, t- start today. Do that. Get started. All right. Offer subject to change. Uh, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. And if you have someone you know who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 All right, guys. Um, NC Nick, it is on you. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go slightly out of order here because we were just talking about them, and I am excited for the very golden knights of UCF <laughs> this year. Yes, they are still golden, whether you they whether play you like it or not. Exactly, they'll always be golden to me. Okay, <laughs> they play Friday night uh, at home against Louisville, 
And uh, like, I mean, look, it's not gonna be that great of a game, you know, but uh, UCF won this game last year, 42, 35. This was a wild game. Shootout. Do you remember this? I do. Dude, it was a pick Louisville six. It was a pick six that won the game. Right. That was a wild game. That was uh, so, one of the more wild games of the season last year. Yeah. So some of the storylines here is you have, you have year four with Satterfield. Yeah. He crushed it at app state. We expected more of him at Louisville. Always. They always have offensive talent. They have zero defense. And really, I mean, for him is put up or shut up time. They need to at least go to a bowl game. If not do more than, you know, six and six or something. Um, and then with UCF, Dylan Gabriel's injury last year kind of derailed the season, but they still went nine and four in year one with Malzahn. So you have to chalk that up as a successful first year. And let me tell you the schedule. If you guys want to pull that up, yeah, let me know, pull up that UCF schedule and take a look and tell me how many games in a row they could start off with wins. No, I I go pretty deep into the season with UCF still undefeated. Yeah, no, I think the first loss is going to come in Greenville right before they play Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm not even joking this year. I'm being serious. Well, you know, look, I mean, that's, you know, Greenville's a tough place to play, but that's still winnable. Let's go chalk yeah. on that one and Dude. assume UCF is the favorite, especially if they're at all the team we remember that. I mean, Malzahn, would they you said nine and four last year? Yeah. That's a pretty damn good year. That's better well, than dude, I- ECU would have been eight and four if Boston College wasn't such pussies and showed up to the bowl game. <laughs> Look, so, so what's kind of crazy looking at the schedule is that within the first four games, they have two ACC schools playing in Orlando. Two, That's two shitty ACC schools, right? <laughs> they should beat Louisville and Georgia tech at the moon bounce. Yeah. I, I still favor them over SMU who has a new coach and you know, they're rebuilding a little bit and they definitely will be temple at home. I mean, this team is six and zero going into Greenville. North but the, the ECU catches them at the perfect spot right before Cincinnati. They should call yeah. it the moon bounce because yeah, they wear the, the, uh, the moon bounce. They, they wear the uh, space uniforms with the, what is it? The launch launch station in, in Orlando. It should be the fucking moon. bounce. Yeah. Let's I call it. it the moon bounce, man. It's, That's, but it's not crazy to say they beat ECU and they go seven and oh, well, I think since, it's pretty crazy to say that Cincinnati at home <laughs> is winnable because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach at East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it. You're forgetting to write it, Nick. All <laughs> right? I'm saying is that this schedule breaks nicely. We could see a UCF run like they did a few years ago. I do agree that UCF, I think, is going to be. I have them as the team to beat in the AAC. I have I have Cincinnati at number two. If John uh, Rice Plumley wins that job, I went. I agree with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. To watch them, uh, what do you make of that game, Patty? See Friday night. Ah, uh, it could be a heater. You know, with with uh, you know the the projection that we have for UCF here at the beginning of the season, like Nick said, uh, it's important. I think they're quite frankly the better team than Louisville, and but uh, Satterfield does need this one. I mean, what what how big how how quality of a program do you think Louisville is? What should their expectations be? Is this a game that their fan base should demand that they win? I mean, yeah, you're, you're in the ACC. I mean, I think Louisville's a, a team and we saw it. We see what Mark Stoops has done to Kentucky. Well, Louisville should be a top 25 team. If I'm a fan of Louisville, I right. think we deserved it. We're in a, a city, a lot of great history. You have Johnny Unitas and Lamar Jackson as, as alumni that went to that. I can go on and on. Ernest Givens, Mark yeah. Clayton. Almost, almost right. Yes. I mean, it was a safety <laughs> Calvin Pryor. 
you got you got players that have played there that, that have been good. Deion Branch, the the Patriots wide receiver. So you, I mean, you're right next to Cincinnati, and they're that good. There's yes. no reason you yes. can't be that good. Yeah, my, the home of Muhammad Ali, Louisville Sluggers. Come on, sell that. And you're the ACC team, not the American. So yeah. yes, the the fans are not happy with the current state of, of the program. They certainly can't expect a win. I mean, Central Florida has been a lot better than Louisville lately. Yeah. You know, regardless of, you know, conference affiliation, but yeah, I mean, that's why the seat for Satterfield is very hot because you know, they expect more and they, and they, they should expect more. Yeah. Yeah. Patty C uh, you are on the clock. Let's take a look here. Uh, I'm going to go personal, but I also think it is a pretty interesting game here. There's another one that, you know, is also on my radar, but hopefully you guys will either pick that or save that one for me, but we're going to go Virginia at Illinois. <laughs> you laugh. This is way down the line for me. You laugh. This- <laughs> but l- let me tell you this. I had this at 16. Dude, I had this at like 26. That's because you are haters. I can't talk to this on Brett Bielma. Yeah. And I can't talk to that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this was Colby's exact reaction. When I said, uh, Illinois could be decent last year. They didn't they, make a bowl. They are, but they were way better than you thought they would be <laughs> but because a game. because you're a hater. I called for UTSA to beat them and they did. You well, also called for Nebraska to beat them. They should have, they outgained them. All right. I was on the right side of that. If if some butts were candy and nuts, buddy, (laughs) yardage tells a tale outgained them. All right. Yardage is not scoreboard. Okay. Well, Normally that means argument outgained. Normally that means they were the better team. That does not necessarily mean the case. Game control was firmly in Illinois favor uh, last year. Look, Illinois is going to improve under Bielema. He's finally playing a brand of football. Virginia, but look, okay, I, maybe I buy into that. But and Virginia, you're a hater on Tony <laughs> Elliott. Look, Virginia, if you look at their schedule, is going to win the ACC Coastal next year. Tell me something. How was Tony Elliott doing before he crashed that that car? It's <laughs> <laughs> a Days of Thunder reference. Uh, I like that. Uh, look, look, I want I want to rattle this off. All right, you, you we looked at Louisville's or we looked at uh, UCF. This let's, game sucks. Let's dude. take a quick look at uh, Virginia, Richmond at Illinois. ODU, Syracuse, Duke, Louisville. I see four losses. Georgia Tech. No, (laughs) you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. This team is going to win nine games this year. This game sucks, Nick. This is the worst play so far this season. I'm glad it finally happened. Haters. Absolutely haters. This is like Nick playing Duke Temple at the 30th pick. Yeah, no, this is not that bad. All right. And my my audio cut off there for a second. So hopefully I don't repeat anything. But I do want to see how this offense looks. You know, with Tony Elliott, it's their first real test after getting Richmond in Week One. My guy, Brennan Armstrong, hashtag Heisman twenty 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 two. I mean, there's uh, there's twenty better games in this fucking game. This game no, sucks. To Patty C's point, I also listed Hater. the the, the uh, schedule out because it is very favorable. Okay, I'm not saying UVA is going to run the table here and win the first seven games, but they could. Because they also could better? be. Okay, go through the schedule again. Uh, right. Richmond, Richmond, yeah. Go ahead. Illinois, uh, loss. Why? Come on now. Come they won the Heisman candidate in yes. Brennan Armstrong. <laughs> they beat him like forty to fourteen a season ago. Yes, and Bronco Mendenhall is gone. And the same with half the team. Uh, not really, but anyway, well, uh, they had a shit ton of transfers out. Look, they got 
Brandon Armstrong versus who? Who's starting at quarterback for uh, Illinois? Satowski or Game or uh, uh, Devito? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't sleep on Devito. Okay. <laughs> sleep on him. Love Danny Devito. Uh, <laughs> this team is going to always win. sunny. Is a great show. It is. Go ahead. <laughs> They're going to win their first seven games. <laughs> UVA not. will this be seven sucks. and zero. Oh. This and, game and and win their seven and zero. Oh, right. I want you to uh, let's make a bet. Let's make a bet that UVA starts at least five and one here. This game sucks. All right. right. If Patty sees right and they go seven and zero, which I'm not saying they will, but I'm just saying it's a nice schedule. You eat an egg with a shell on it, and you I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. What's something very uncomfortable? That's a weird bet. (laughs) But so if they do go what seven and zero, then their next four games are at home. Now, granted, those four games: Miami, UNC, Pitt, and the very always dangerous Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Second half of the schedule is going to be a little tough, but I can't believe you, you seven and zero. I, I got to pull up the schedule. I, I, I'm not. I, I, there's no way they're not going to go seven zero, but they could very easily be like five and two. All I right, mean, they, like they, they should be. They should be favored in every game. No, 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 no. Why not? No. Why not? They're yeah. not going to be one? favored at Which Illinois. One? I don't think they're going to be gonna be favored. Yes, they will be. Be on year two. Louisville will beat them. Louisville, ODU, Illinois beat them. Now he wants to hide Bielma year two. You, you tell me, is he bad or are they good or are they bad? Well, Bronco Mendenhall's gone. Well, you just said Bielma year two is going to be something. Yeah, against Tony Elliott, five and seven. Save year the Daytona five hundred, buddy. And let me tell you what, buddy. <laughs> they ended the season winning one, they might two, lose to three, Richmond. four of their last <laughs> seven. Okay. They could lose to Richmond. They have, they've lost to Richmond twice in the past decade. They, they beat Minnesota. <laughs> they beat Penn state in nine overtimes. Okay. So this is a team this with is ridiculous. Heart. Anyway, absolutely ridiculous. All right. Um, look, uh, I'm next on the clock. And this will conclude part one segment after I uh, after I read this this ad here. I want to tell you though that the uh, the college football experience is brought to you by Coors Light. Let me crack a Coors Light. I need a drink after hearing that bullshit. All that bullshit that just came out there. Uh, it's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduation, Patty C telling me UVA is good, and uh, <laughs> and more. We're busier than ever right now, and sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season. Take a second and enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? All right, Patty C, do you? Yes. All right. Well, work, friends, family, Tony Elliott talking about the Wahoos. There's always expectations to be on 24 7. All right. Sometimes you need a moment to chill. Hit that reset button, and that's when I reach for Coors Light. It's literally made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? Probably wondering. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your and aging Patty. See all these things 
to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.